2: Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible. It is round two, pick 43, and you know what that means. The Chicago Bears are officially on the clock, and in just a matter of minutes, we're going to know who is going to become the next member of our beloved Bears. Of course, the Bears could trade down from this. I'm your host, Will DeWitt, and here with me on this live reaction episode is my co-host, Nicholas Moriano. Nick, it feels like it's taken an eternity to get to this point, but here we are. The Bears should be making a selection here soon. How are you feeling? I got some butterflies.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, Will. This is uh, what we've been waiting for. Like you said, it has felt like an eternity since something relevant's been happening with the Bears, but we're about to find out who's going to be the newest member, like you just said. Do you have any players
2: that are still on your shortlist? I know the board has fallen a little differently than most expected, which I guess is the case of every single draft, but I believe both of our mock projections are still in play, but are you going to change up? Do you still want to go with your mock projection or is there anyone else on your shortlist that you wouldn't mind seeing taken right now?
1: You know what? I, I still want to go with what I had mocked to the bears with KJ Hamler. I think that's just an explosive threat on the outside, inside the slot that the Bears can really utilize right now on that offense. If they want to go offense alignment with like a Lloyd Cushenberry, who's also still available, I wouldn't be opposed to that as well. But there are so many good players still available. What about you?
2: Oh Gosh, like you just said, so many players available. I mean, I had Jalen Johnson in my mock draft. I still think he can still fall to the Bears later on in this draft, and they can still go ahead and get some other guys. They're still, if you're looking at the offensive line, you know Joshua Jones, of course, is a name that's sticking out. If they even want to go edge, which I know is not a position of need, but we're just chatting here in the green room, and can't have too many guys that are good at rushing the quarterback. Still, some safeties, which both of you and I agreed on our previous mock, may not be the best need right here at 43, but. Some of these safeties have really kind of fell through. So as we're waiting, Nick, for any of these to go through, I'm curious, is there any position or any player right now that you would call a mistake to draft?
1: Would that be tight end in your in your mind? Yeah, we were just talking actually in the green room too. If like the Bears were to go maybe 43, and Cole Komet's been a guy that's been projected to go to the Bears, but that's a guy like right now, I'm just not seeing... The, the draft value in that pick at this moment. So I think if you see Cole Komet in the next few minutes here, I think a lot of fans are going to be angry with the pick. He might be end up being a good player, but I just feel like that's it's a stretch for Cole Komet at this point.
2: Yeah, it could be. A def- well, I would definitely call that a stretch. Uh, so still waiting. We're on a commercial break. So the Jaguars pick is in. I don't know how much I even want to dance around Twitter right now because – you never know. It could be spoiled, but also at least I would know and we can start talking about whoever this player may be. Now, I know you talked about safety not being you know, someone who you would draft right now, but if they would go safety, would you look at someone like a Winfield or would you still look at a Jeremy Chin? Really curious your thoughts on here because I know you've been high on Chin, but I don't think you would take him here at 43
1: um, so I think the Bears would just with the physical upside that he has. We know Ryan Pace loves those physical specimens, right? But yeah, for me, I think you can obviously you can get a good safety. You really can. You could tag him on alongside Eddie Jackson. I just think you can get a quality starter, a quality safety later in the draft, and you can use this to get something that is more of a need but also fits where you're selecting at. Antoine Winfield and Jeremy Chin are great safeties, don't get me wrong, and they're both completely different in terms of size and what they can do, but I'm, I I, just personally wouldn't go safety. I don't even expect the Bears to draft safety in the second round, to be completely honest, but that's just my thoughts on the the whole safety situation there.
2: Now, what about quarterback? Uh, there's a lot of people who uh, would say take Jalen Hurts, and there's equally as many people to say do not take Jalen Hurts right now.
0: Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.
2: Now, personally, I think it would be a mistake to go quarterback right now, uh, at least in my mind. I don't think Hertz is your guy based off of every conversation that you and I have had uh, since the 2019 season has ended, but I'm just curious to your thought. Is 43 43- how the board's looking right now? It has to. You can't go quarterback, right?
1: I don't think the Bears are going to go quarterback, but then again, it's Ryan Pace. He could like one of Jalen Hurts or Jake Fromm, somebody like that at this forty-three. But I, I don't think they're going to do it right here. And we'll, I guess we'll see. But I'm not the biggest fan of Jalen Hurts. I think he could be a good quarterback. I just uh really focus on Jake Fromm and what he can do for this offense, but not at forty-three. I I do want to let you know
2: here, Nick, that according to the Chicago Bears on Twitter, uh, the pick is in. So we are not trading back from 43. We are sticking put, and we are going to be making a selection. And as we wait for this to kind of unfold, (gasps) did you see it?
1: Yes, and it's the guy that we were just talking about at 43 where we didn't want to see him at. No. The Bears— Yes, the Bears are going to take Cole Komet from Notre Dame to be that 43rd pick. You're biting your finger there, Will? I I am. I'm trying to bite my tongue. I mean,
2: This seems like a big mistake. I understand that tight end is a need, and you arguably got yourself, well, you better have gotten yourself the top tight end in this class because there hasn't been a single tight end selected until this point. But with Komet, obviously he has some limitations to his game as well. I know the Bears have been tied to him throughout this offseason. I sat there listening to his press conference as well throughout the Combine. And at that point, I was kind of all gung-ho. But Cole Komet is going to be a Chicago Bear. Again, big need for the team. But I don't know. There seemed like there was a lot more value at some other positions right now. And you could have found Komet Uh, perhaps at 50. Uh, But curious your thoughts here, Nick, as we kick this off. Cole Komet, a Chicago Bear.
1: Yeah, so with Cole Komet, uh, he was one of the very first tight ends I started watching film on, and it's not that he, he wasn't a good tight end. That's not what I want to say. It's just he didn't have a lot of explosive plays. I think it's a very safe pick for Ryan Pace because he probably will be a consistent player for this offense, someone who is not just a receiving threat, but he can be a blocking tight end, which the Bears really don't have at this point. You can tag him alongside Jimmy Graham, who's more the passing threat, I just thought at forty-three with the guys that were on the board where you can get explosive playmakers down the field with some of the wide receivers still available, you could have gone that route instead of taking a Cole Komet who a lot of people were projecting this is gonna be the Bears pick, this is gonna be the Bears pick, but we all know tight ends don't usually contribute in their first year of the offense. We're looking for if you're looking at staying at 43, which the Bears just did, you want to you want a contributor, someone that's gonna make big plays. Not saying that Komet won't, but it's just it, throughout history it's just tight ends usually haven't gone that route but comet is the pick it's it's an interesting one it's one that at, right now i'm not a, that big of a fan because i thought you, there were some other tight ends that were worthy to take <laughs> down in the draft but ryan pace this is the first move he makes second round staying at 43 taking cole Komet, a guy that's pretty local obviously being a notre dame but like my player comp for this guy was um a kyle rudolph which is a Good player, right? Good tight end, but he's not—he's not like a Travis Kelsey or George, like those explosive playmaking tight ends. So, yeah, I—not I, the biggest fan of this pick. Will just not the biggest fan.
2: No, same here. I'm trying to find some silver lining here. Again, uh, as I've already said, this has to be A's one of their top graded players right now to make this pick. But on top of that. And it has to be their top tight end, which is great. And I know they have Jimmy Graham and press. Those two would be a really interesting duo, uh, but this is a long-term pick and it could be a long-term answer at the position, but I don't know how much it helps you right now for the 2020 season, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, obviously we all know tight ends a huge component to Matt Nagy's offense. He want if he had a capable tight end, he would use them more often, but it, I just thought, like, maybe a Bryson Hopkins just has a little bit more upside to where you can get more out of him maybe later on in the season, as opposed to a Cole Komet, who I think is just more polished at this point. I don't know. I think they just kind of went with him because, one, it's a safe pick, local guy. He's always wanted to play in the Bears. That's all. It's been, you know, public knowledge at this point now that he's always wanted to play for the Bears. But, like I said, I just thought there was better value, better athletes bigger contributors than a Cole Komet. Hopefully, you know, proves us all wrong. He just goes out and balls out for the Bears uh, this season. But it's a a tight end that people were talking about so much that you just didn't want to see it happen.
2: And it's really interesting, too, because how much can you even trust, you know, Ryan Pace to accurately evaluate and grade tight ends? Because he's missed on so many throughout his tenure here. Uh, You're looking at Trey Burton. You have, uh, geez, Deion Sims. It it just I don't have a lot of comfort level when it comes to Ryan Pace and tight ends. And I think a lot of people feel that way with Ryan Pace and quarterbacks. But I think you can also extend that here to the tight end position in terms of Cole Komet, at least moving here, at least initially. Hey, at least it's going to be official here on my TV uh, Bears selection. I'm looking at some Bears fans Apparently we have one square that's not filled, which I know we're making for the Lions yesterday. So just want to throw that one out, <laughs> out there. So, oh, it's filled now. Never mind. It's just a little bit late to the Zoom party there on this live draft. So as we're kind of sitting here, of course, uh, I just curious uh, to your thoughts here, Nick, in terms of like the short term and long term expectations for a Colt commit, at least in your eyes.
1: Yeah, I mean, so if you're thinking long term, especially the second round pick, they're hoping this guy can be a solidified starter, someone that can actually contribute and be available for years, years down the road, what they were probably anticipating for Adam Shaheen to be. Um, And then in terms of short short term, like you want immediate impact now, If this is such a win-now season, right? You're hoping that you can actually get the most out of a Cole Komet, especially over the middle of the field, where I think he could definitely do some good things. Um, But that's kind of the short term, long term. I think the biggest thing for Cole Komet, because all the the tight ends they've gotten, it's just going to be availability. Can you stay healthy? And I don't, he hasn't had injury issues in the past, so that's going to be the thing. Just be available for, for Matt Nagy. He will put you in the right positions, but now what? There's I think now there's officially 10 tight ends on the yeah. roster, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a lot of guys on there, and you're hoping that Komet, Graham, and maybe one of the other lower-end guys can contribute and be, be a good tight end room, but it's just um, – I don't know. It's just – a lackluster pick for me.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's only had uh, about 600 yards receiving everything about 11 yards per catch. uh, Only six touchdowns. Like you said, not a ton of just general production out of the tight end, but he is someone who's going to be more of that inline guy. So uh, my one question for you here, Nick is which I hope the answer is it's always been this case, but is the writing
1: on the wall for an Adam Shaheen here? You would have to think so, right? I mean, if you're going to try to get Komet implemented to this offense, you're going to need Shaheen out if he's even available come start of the season, right? Because he always somehow gets an injury that will keep him out. But I would think this move, cutting Trey Burton and also bringing in Jimmy Graham, signals the end for an Adam Shaheen, which will go down as just Another bust for Ryan Pace, which he's been pretty accustomed to drafting, unfortunately. But I'm just reading uh, Dane Brugler's, um, just his draft uh, profile on Cole Komet. And obviously we were talking about maybe he's a guy that can be obviously a receiving tight end, but also blocking one of the weaknesses. Very first line, Will, still an entry-level blocker from a consistency standpoint. Upright in his pass sets and late with his punch. Must improve his setup quickness and blocking angles to survive in... Past pro So obviously, we commit needs to improve on those things because we're kind of drafting him to be that Y tight end that the Bears it's a vacant position right now because Jimmy Graham is not a Y. He is definitely a U tight end, a receiving guy. He has a body frame for it, but he can't block. So you're hoping Cole Komet can be Matt Nagy's probably looking at Cole Komet, you got to be my Travis Kelsey. But I just don't think he has that in him to be completely honest. I know he hasn't taken a snap or done anything, but. Travis Kelsey is a very high standard, but I'm thinking that's what Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, are kind of envisioning Cole Komet to be for this offense. Not seeing it that at this point. Just what he kind of brings to the table, but we'll have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, he's... A very interesting guy, right? hes I mean, he's really big for tight end, and he's a straight-line kind of guy, and he's someone that he's not going to be a deep threat at tight end. He's someone that still needs to kind of continue to refine and work his game. I know he's very young, and he's someone who can continue to be polished. It's just, I think he's, like you said, I think you mentioned he's a safe pick. Uh, the ceiling may not be overly high, but the floor may not be too low for you here. I think he's less of a risk than somewhat another second round tight end on this roster in an Adam Shaheen that we've seen in the past. But he's not going to turn in in this league into like a Travis Kelsey type. Uh, So I'm curious.
0: Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, Every night, for a limited time, save up to five hundred dollars on select adjustable mattress sets, and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.
2: So, your thoughts here? Oh, god! Did you have something you want to say?
1: Yeah, just kind of looking at the production that Cole has had too. Just over the years, it, it, it was only the twenty nineteen season, Will, where he actually yeah, exactly. produced significant numbers. So. Ryan Pace, he's he's done this in the past where it's kind of going one season wonders, right? Mitch Trubisky falls into that category. Now you have a Cole Komet right here because you look at 2018, 15 receptions, 162 yards, no touchdowns. Um, 2017, two receptions, 14 yards. Then he has a big 2019 season and you have the 43 receptions, 515 yards, the to six touchdowns. But obviously you, you draft these guys with, the hope of what can they become what can they still develop into but it's one one season of actual good production that's the thing i would like i would really have loved to see with this pick someone that was a proven consistent just producer in college you can't say that about Cole he did it one season one season he had and he was able to put up some good numbers but all the other years, he just wasn't a big impact for the Irish's offense. So, again, Ryan Pace, he's been prone to doing that, and I just would have rather him gone the other way. Even though he said it's a safe pick, it is just a one-year that he's actually produced.
2: And the interesting part about all of this, too, is he doesn't really fit the Ryan Pace profile, at least uh, usually players and athletes that he would draft in this stage you know, inside of the draft, he usually goes for more athletic guys and Comet is a very solid athlete, of course, I and mean, he's playing in the NFL for God's sake, but he's not a freakish athlete at the position. He's just a sturdy overall player instead of someone that does have all those uh, intangibles that maybe you covet a little bit more in today's NFL and today's NFL's offenses. But Nick, you mentioned 10 players or 10 tight ends on this roster, but looking at year one for Cole Komet, is he already the tight end two? in your mind, looking at this roster or is he somewhere lower that he needs to work himself up?
1: I think it would be too soon to call him tight end too. I know he has, he has potential, right? But Jesper horse, that's a guy that's on this depth chart on this roster that I think it's still, he's got the receiving background. He really does. That's what he, uh, I forget uh, the the school. It's blank. uh, I'm blanking on the school that Jesper was at, but he was a receiver there. And you could see that in his game when the limited opportunities that he had, but I would think it's going to be a little bit of a battle there to see if Jesper Horstead and obviously Ben Bronicker still on the, the roster as well. He had some concussion issues that he was going through, but it, we have to see him kind of prove himself, right? So it's going to be Jesper Horstead, Ben Broniker, and then Cole Komet. And I think JP Holtz right now at this point, I wonder if the bears are just kind of looking at him as the H back kind of fullback role where I think they should definitely implement more into this offense, but I wouldn't say go ahead you know, put him as a number two automatically just because of his draft stock. We all saw what Adam Shaheen was, and it takes time to get acclimated to this game for sure.
2: I would say if we go through training camp preseason and we get to week one and he's not the tight end two or the inline tight end on this offense, I'll be heavily disappointed because you're drafting him this high and you're talking about You know, oh, you have J.P. Holtz and you have Broniker and you have it. Those are all undrafted players. And I know they have a little bit more experience in this league, but this is a second round talent and also the best tight end in the 2020 draft class. So if he doesn't find a way to earn himself that spot as the inline guy, that wide tight end in his roster, I'm going to be a little disappointed in this pick and overall in uh, Cole Komet, at least out of the jump. And of course, we know historically rookie tight ends don't have a large volume of production. But just looking at the other guys and the lack of experience and really the overall lack of talent there, despite the volume of players, he better find a way to you know earn that. And I don't think the Bears should give it to him. Like you said, he needs to find his way and work through. But if he doesn't, I think that would be an immediate. Uh, I want to call it a red flag, but not a yellow. We'll call it like an orange flag. So somewhere in the middle in terms of like the worrisome label. Uh, anything, I know we've been ripping on this one a little bit, but is there anything about Cole Komet that at least gets you
1: excited about this pick? You know, I think, look, he definitely filled a need for this bears offense. The bears needed a consistent guy at the tight end position that can eventually, you know, be something that you can rely over the middle. You see, like you said, well, he has a big body, big frame and he, he moves pretty well for a big guy. So you could see him be that mismatch against safeties, be that safety blanket for Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky. So that's the upside of this pick. I don't look, I think he'll be good for the bears. I do. I just, like I said, I just thought there were other players that they could have gotten in that position. Just to go back to your point though, there, Will, like, I wonder obviously with everything that's going on with, you know, how COVID-19 is impacting playing time and practice time, practice reps, it, it's probably going to take a little bit longer for a rookie, obviously one of these rookies to come in and actually get, you know, really acclimated to this NFL game. So like if I don't see him as the, like the number two on the depth chart when the bears are every time they post it, I'm not going to be losing my mind over it. Just because I know what they're kind of going through. They're not getting, they're not practicing with the team, seeing what the, the coaches really want from them on the field. They're doing all the virtual stuff, but it's way different doing it in person. But you would hope, Somebody at 43, somebody that they obviously liked can work their way up and beat out the current guys they got. You have 10 tight ends because you really don't trust any one of them. Now you're hoping at least you can trust two with Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet.
2: If you can't find a 20% success rate here, again, larger problems here in Chicago for the Bears. I think you hit on this, too, when you're looking at some opportunities for Cole Komet, like as in what he needs to work on, and that is the blocking. Uh, he is, uh, of course, and I think that it really is almost any Rookie tight end, you can call this a pain point and an item that they need to work on. But I was actually combing through my notes here from the combine, and he mentioned that uh, coaches said that the biggest knock on him has been the blocking. He's aware of that, and he's doing what he can and does intend to continue to improve that facet of the game. Um, but on top of that, too, uh, he was a very confident guy. I remember jotting that down in my notes about his talent. He believes he can do everything, uh, and also like he can line up in other areas of this offense. And I do remember you said it, he wanted to be a Chicago Bear and he said how much fun it would be to play in Chicago as well. And that his favorite team was the Bears growing up. So honestly, we say this, you know, we're a little upset about the pick, but look at it from Cole Kametsu's in his standpoint. He grew up a Bears fan and he now got drafted by the Chicago Bears and. I was a kid with those aspirations, you know, look at me. I was a kid with those aspirations (laughs) like 20 years ago. So for his standpoint, I mean, this is a really neat moment for him as well to have this opportunity to play for your favorite team growing up. Not many people get to do that. And the fact that we get to see that, I don't know, maybe it would lead to a little bit extra. I know he already said at the Combine he chose football over baseball because that's where his heart is. And obviously his passion was the Chicago Bears growing up. So I like how those two kind of align. He, his heart is in football. His passion was for the Bears. And now that he's here, maybe the combination and his hunger to succeed would lead to him to maybe exceeding some of our at least initial impressions and expectations. Again, maybe not in year one, but as a long term projection for a Cole commit. Uh, any other concerns or
1: worries when it comes to Cole? Um, I obviously I think all these tight ends realistically need to work on their blocking. So I just want to see what, how much more of an, what's the upside? Like what's the, the, the ceiling for a Cole Komet? Like, like I said, I don't, I don't think he can reach to like a Travis Kelsey kind of standard and there's a lot of tight ends that never do. So that, that wouldn't be like the biggest disappointment, but what is his ceiling? Like that when I made the draft or the, the, the prospect comparison to a Kyle Rudolph, it's good, right? You, I think we would take a Kyle Rudolph on this team, but it, I don't know. I, I, I just look at this pick just needing something more. That's just, just, just how we were looking at it. What was available for the Bears at forty-three? But if you can get something consistent, I know the Bears will take. It. I know fans will, you know, like that as well. And the Bears did did need a tight end that they can rely on. And if he could be a guy that's, you know, six years down the road, set, like he's consistent producing. Can use his big body in the red zone, which is a huge issue from everybody else outside of Allen Robinson. That's great. You'll take that, and he'll, we'll we'll eat our words. But just want to know what is Cole Komet's ceiling? I just don't think it's that high. So you
2: don't think it's as high as uh,
1: Rudolph or Eifert? I mean, mm, I, I that's I think it's Rudolph would be the highest. But I, like I just want something more. Will. I want something more than a Rudolph. That's why I thought like a Bryson Hopkins, even like an Adam Troutman, he's a very similar size to a Cole Komet, but I think there's a higher ceiling on that guy as opposed to a Cole Komet.
2: What if they draft another and we have 11 tight ends on this roster?
1: <laughs> I'm out. Just uh, just, you're just, you're just you're <laughs> gonna go through the door over there and Adios. <laughs>
2: Uh, all right so obviously uh we're, it's a little tough to project uh do you have like a worst case scenario i don't think his worst case is an adam shaheen by any means do you have any like worst case scenario is he just gonna be like you know an average top 16 type of tight end in this league uh when it's all said and done is that worst case or is it maybe even lower than that like
1: just like a top 20 top 25 type guy um that for me i think if he is like a even a a top 20 kind of guy that's you, you always said second round draft pick then. I mean, there's a lot of Titans that can come in and be that kind of guy. You're hoping that he could be more than that. You really are at this stage in the draft, the, the, the need, and you know, he's going to get opportunities. You absolutely know that in Matt Nagy's offense, he's going to get a lot of opportunities. And if he can only be a top 20 guy in the league, then th- that's an issue. That means he's not separating from the safeties that are guarding him. That means he's not utilizing his body. Well, there's a lot of things that can go into that, and not maybe reaching that upside. But yeah, if he's top twenty and that's all he be, ever becomes, then you can look at this just just another pick. A guy that you know had obviously great dreams to be a bear, and that's good for him. But you you want to see see a return on the football field, produce points, produce you know good things for the Bears organization. But top twenty, you need to see more than that from Cole Komet.
2: You want to go ahead and put some grades in? I'm looking up on my uh, screen over here. It looks like pick number 47 is in. So it is about time to start to reset and recalibrate to get ready for pick 50. So uh, as it stands right now, again, uh, I know that the most accurate draft grades are the ones that you make in- instantly on the fly. It-, it doesn't take a few years or anything, Nick, to really properly access any draft pick. I mean, you're going to know right now. And I hope people listening can feel the sarcasm coming through my voice. I know that grading it doesn't really mean much now, but it's something I've been doing for the past five years on the podcast, and I'll continue with it. I will give this one a C, uh, just general. I think we all know tight end is a big position of need, um, but I will. Th- I believe that Cole Komet was a reach here. I know that there were rumors, at least I believe there were rumors. It's hard to decipher nowadays on social media. The teams were looking up to perhaps trade for him, or at least inquiring around this time in the drafts to go ahead and select him. So I guess if you feel like he would be gone at 50, you make this pick. Uh, And on top of that, we've already mentioned uh, he could be a solid guy for years to come. And I think at the end of the day, uh, that's not a terrible thing, even though we would when we're all hoping for something a little bit more exciting. This pick doesn't piss me off in any means but it doesn't really have me jumping out of my seat either i'm somewhere just in the middle a little underwhelmed so i think c is a very appropriate one for me how about you
1: you know what Alex? i'll go with the c Mine's just a little bit under under you there will um like like you said it if he ends up being just a good player you know a consistent guy you'll 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 live with that right but i'm not i'm obviously not jumping for joy for a cold commit Everyone was, you know, talking like a bunch of media guys talking. This is a weak tight end draft class. So, but yet the bears decided let's make, let's draft the first one with our first pick. And there's so many things wrong with this offense that there's still a Z receiver that they don't have a big playmaker that I think if you would have gotten to KJ Hamler, who I just saw went to the Denver Broncos at 46, I was like, ah, that's the guy that you, you possibly could have taken a big play guy. But yeah, C minus for me. I just thought there were better players that fit the Bears' needs. That wasn't a stretch. It wasn't, you know, you're reaching for a guy. This is going to be immediate impact, big plays, whether it was offense or defense. But I just thought there was better talent that the Bears maybe could have even waited to 50 to take him. But yeah, so C minus for me. That's where I'm at with Cole Komet. And I hope. I hope it just proves me wrong, like completely. Because obviously what we've been talking about that's what we want. hasn't been. Yeah, it hasn't been the best because, again, we we just had other opinions on where they should have gone. But we're hoping the best for Cole Komet. We, we do not wish Cole Komet a bad career. Never ha- are we saying that. We just, you know, maybe wanted to go elsewhere.
2: Maybe, maybe we could have selected him if we traded down a little bit later. And we may have been, uh, the attitude would have been completely shifted right now so in just a minute nick i'm going to catch you up on some players that have been off the board Uh, i'll go ahead and the screen's about to kind of re-tick, and as i'm streaming uh sometimes it's hard to kind of refresh some website pages so i'll wait here for actually espm to do this Um, but just to spoiler alert you i saw that hamler is gone yeah that's
1: that one hurt uh man i went to denver i'm trying to think did Vic Fangio get another is this the second wide receiver that Vic Fangio got I want to say he got a receiver yes,
2: they got one last oh. night as well
1: yeah they are they're stocking up a wide series Vic Fangio's like I, I got the defense now give me some offensive weapons I'm gonna go out there with Drew Locke and light it up so I like it for Vic Fangio over there
2: yes all right so of course at 43 the Chicago Bears selected Cole Komet if you don't know that by now uh, I mean maybe you just tuned in but uh Welcome to the club. Uh, the Browns took uh, Delpit, uh, so the safety out of LSU. After the fact, the Buccaneers took Ant, uh, Antoine, Antoine Winfield uh, out of uh, Minnesota. Broncos, of course, K.J. Hamler, the wide receiver out of Penn State. at Pick number 47, which the pick is officially in, but we're waiting for Roger Goodell. So is there anything that has changed in your eyes now? Where would you go if you're drafting tight end. Do you go off into line? Do you go back to that secondary where we're all kind of envisioning with that 43rd pick? Really curious to how you would kind of recalibrate now that we know it's tight end first. How do you finish up this second round? Of course, I think we're both hoping for a trade back here, but if no one's calling, then there's really no opportunity to do so.
1: Yeah. So this is interesting because I think you could still get some quality offensive lineman at this point, whether you wanted to go tackle or at the guard position. Like I said, Lloyd Cushenberry is a guy that I really like. I don't even know where the Bears would envision him playing because he is a center right now. Maybe you plug him into right guard. Maybe you fluctuate that offensive line to see what works best, but that could be definitely an option. Don't move Cody White here again, please. please. <laughs> he, he's accustomed to moving with, with his Bears career, um, being very flexible. Kudos to Cody Whitehair, but... There's obviously still like a Jeremy Chin still on the board. Do you take him at 50? Obviously, he's a guy that I think would just fit the Ryan Pace mold of the past, right? Just physical upside, has all the intangibles, a small school guy. You know, it kind of screams like a little bit like uh, an Adam Shaheen in in a way, you know, physical and small school. But that could be an option. And I, I have to check what receivers are still available because I don't even know if it's worth it at this point just uh, just because people's of... Jones oh no god no <laughs> sorry Brian Edwards uh, yeah. yeah I think we're really reaching at this point then for the second round at wide receiver um so I wouldn't I'd stay away from that and yeah so I think it would be either offensive lineman or maybe that safety position or we can go get I'll a quarterback. It.
2: <laughs> I knew that was coming up next. Uh, I'm just looking here. I uh, just had a few big boards and a name that's popped up a couple times down the way. But to be honest, Cole Komet was down the way as well. So it really doesn't mean much. Antonio Gibson, uh, the running back wide receiver out of Memphis. I know it's, and that would be an interesting one if they had enough conviction and they were fired up about that pick to go ahead and make it. I know that someone that you and I've been, uh, we've talked about in passing. we mentioned him on the combine uh Podcast. That's what we do. We do a podcast, Nick. Almost called the P- Combine press conferences, but you know, <laughs> of course, uh, we don't really know where the Bears are going to go here. But if they went that route, I wouldn't be overly shocked. You get a guy who can play multiple roles in his offense. Uh, he has a lot of speed to him as well. Would would that be a mistake if they? I mean, that may be a slight reach here, but if no is giving him an offer that they think is worthwhile to trade down. And they wanted another playmaker on offense. Would that be
1: someone you would accept? Uh, not, not at this point. I'm, like I think at the, no. I think just right now at fifty, I don't think that's going to be the option for the Bears. I think they already made a reach for Cole Komet. You see it again with the fiftieth pick. It's like, yes, Ryan Pace top, obviously loves would love these guys if you know hypothetically they would do that. But man, you are just really reaching and. Ryan Pace looking at his history, he's missed. He's missed on a lot of these guys where you project, you know, this high upside. So for me, I don't think that would be the route to go. I think someone in the the chat put Denzel Mims as a guy. That may be a guy at 50 that very versatile. He lines up on the outside, lines up on the inside, big playmaking guy can make a lot of plays within the middle of the field. That could be an option if the bears wanted to go that route. Um, I don't think I'd be, or it would be a good pick. I think it's a playmaker that they need at the Z or zebra position right now because they just don't have the depth. So I'm back on the wide receiver trade. Just somebody (laughs) because that offense was so bad last season. Well, I think the defense is fine. They they upgraded just in the offseason with free agency. It's the offense that needs the most help. It's the offense. If the Bears can get a competent, even middle-of-the-road offense, they probably win 10 games probably win 11 games, a double-digit win team. They're not a bad team. They just need some weapons and a competent quarterback to run their system. They can be competitive.
2: Well, the Bears are officially back on the clock as I see that Pittsburgh's pick is in. So as we sit here, you talked about playmakers. Uh, we've mentioned this in passing, and both of us in our mock drafts, I think we had running backs as our very last pick, but there are uh, you have J.K. Dobbins. He's still available. Uh, Cam Akers as well. Not saying the Bears should draft a running back, but you're talking playmakers. And as of right now, uh, it seems like the running backs are up higher on the board than a wide receiver. How big of a mistake would that be?
1: Yeah, if the Bears draft a running back here, I'm still going to head to that door. There's a couple couple of moves the Bears could do right now. I'm heading out that door. Um, Apparently so. Yeah, apparently so. Um, I, I think, you know what, maybe cornerback might be an option here. I don't think has Trevon Diggs from Alabama been taken. I don't believe so. I think I'm seeing as if this is still updated accurately from ESPN, he's still on the board.
2: Yeah. I still think Josh Jones is available. I know this. He's not a playmaker, but if you're looking at tackle, he's still available.
1: Yeah. So that, that could definitely be an option as well. And look, I, I know what I said about Jalen Johnson on Twitter and I completely forgot Will, that you had him in the mock, but he, he does have good film. Just can he stay healthy is the, the biggest thing, biggest concern for me. But he would fit as a press corner, just being able to get into a receiver's body, just shadowing him, mirroring him well down the field. Just health concerns for Utah's Jalen Johnson have been the big red flag for me. But he can ball. He absolutely can. So that could be an option as well just to solidify that corner spot opposite of Kyle Fuller. So I'm really curious to see what what the Bears are thinking with pick 50, if they're staying here.
2: If they're staying here. There's a lot of players here at 50 that, I mean, you and I were both mentioning here with pick 43. So if they stay and they don't reach, we should be very excited about this pick coming up, although that means our night would be over and we would have to throw in a towel and wait until tomorrow afternoon until the Bears are back on the clock. The pick is in, so this is it?
1: this is it. Well, this is, I'm, I'm scared.
2: (laughs) Hmm. Me too. So let's leave it to the bears to do everything that we thought they shouldn't do. Right. Don't reach for a tight end early trade back. So we're over two. Uh, so one question as we're waiting, and I think we're speculating here enough on who 50 will be, and we'll, we'll see it here in just a moment. And apparently at this rate, you're going to find out before me, which is okay. But Ryan Pace has always, always been best player available. Now, with Cole Komet, I forgot to ask this. Did he kind of stray from his word a little bit? Because I think he's going to say that he was the top guy on their board, but there's just no way, right?
1: No way, and you're right, Will. You got the pick. Let's just say that for your 50th pick. It's going to be Utah's Jalen Johnson, so congrats on that one. You hey, hell yeah. Right.
2: It worked out uh, very well last time when I got Roquan Smith right, uh, so I'm very excited about Jalen Johnson here at cornerback. Which, to me, as I said in my mock draft, Johnson's someone who I believe instantly, uh, you take that trio battle that they're currently having at cornerback with Roberson, uh, Tolliver, as well as Burns, and you can throw it out the window because Jalen Johnson's going to be your week one starter opposite of Kyle Fuller. So, to me, they got a guy who is a starter on defense, so at least here... In the second round, even though commit who I said should be at least the inline starting tight end with Jimmy Graham, they're going to get a guy in Johnson who is going to be a starter. And at the end of the day, if you're going to pick someone here in the second round where we are, you better find someone who could contribute right out of the gate. And I think they just done so. What are your initial thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you on just being an instant starter. He's going to be the guy that it's not going to be a Kevin Tolliver, Artie Burns, Trey Roberson battle. Jalen Johnson, he, he's a good cornerback. The only thing that's ever been the question mark with him is those shoulder injuries that he's uh, sustained just throughout his career. He's um, had a bunch of shoulder surgeries. I'm trying to pull up my tweet that's probably going to be on Old Takes Exposed. But uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so we had a torn labrum in 2016, surgery in 2017, and surgery right after the combine. Um, so the Bears obviously have done their homework, know that they feel confident. They feel confident that he can hold up from these injuries and be a guy that they can rely on, count on. Because we were talking about this on previous podcasts, Will, that if you're going to either value a safety or a cornerback, I think we both agree that cornerback would be the better pick, right? Just because when when you look at everything, most likely whatever team the Bears are going to face, they're going to target that guy that's not Kyle Fuller. You want the best available player to do that. Jalen Johnson now gives you a chance to win. Those quarterbacks target that him. There's an opportunity for plays to happen still because Jalen Johnson is a good cover man corner. Like I said, knows how to sh- shadow his receivers, can stay with them at their hips. Good, good player. Just the injuries are the thing that I have a concern with, but obviously the Bears are fine with them.
2: I mean, I'm fine with him. Uh, We talked about this offline, too, right? Ryan Pace was mentioning the fact that they want people, and their big emphasis right now is football intelligence. I was mentioning, too, that when you're watching Johnson play, you can just tell that he really does have that high football IQ. He did have all academic honors as well in his time uh, there at Utah as well. So for me, uh, having someone who is a big, strong press corner with that mixture of, oh, I'm getting to watch his reaction here on ESPN. He looks not phased, and that's exactly what he's like. All right, I'm ready to play. Uh, That's a very exciting out of Johnson as well. Uh, But getting back to the point here, Nick, uh, I really think that this is going to be a strong pick. I think he's going to be a starting cornerback on this defense for years to come. Uh, he's super savvy at the line of scrimmage. He's really a press guy, and that is someone who I think really makes sense, right? You have Kyle Fuller, who's more that off-ball cornerback. He can close the gap, and on the other side, you just have someone that can lock it down in press fashion, and that's what really gets me excited about Johnson. And I understand your concerns about his shoulder and that labrum because it has a couple of surgeries on it. It's been repaired, but Those are injuries that they don't really take away from your athletic ability. I've had that surgery before, and I'm not an athlete by any means. I'm fully recovered, and I'm not playing a high-impact contact sport at the professional level. I'll give you that one, Um, but it is one where if he maybe had a couple like arthroscopic surgeries, but now they dug in there and really fix it up, I'm sure of the history here, but there are different ways to fix it, and if he's getting here in the NFL... you probably get it in a way where uh, it's going to be a long-term suitable surgery uh, to lead him to success. So it's not really an issue for me. It's more of a nuisance because even if it popped out, say, I'm not even going to put a week, I'm not even going to say it's going to happen, but just say it did, that someone that you can put in a harness like an Anthony Miller and continue to play. It's an injury you can play through. It's something that would just take him off the sideline and be unavailable. So to me, it's not a huge red flag. And obviously it wasn't a big deal to the Bears as well. Cause they were able to take them here at pick number 50.
1: Yeah. I just wonder, obviously they, they know about the shoulder injuries with like Anthony Miller. So I think I would hope at this point, the bears know how to go about it, you know, just how to deal with it in the right way. So you're preventing these injuries from actually happening at, at the highest level. Now I, I think whenever players come in with like injury history, injury concerns, there's no way – I don't think you should expect for them to get better. Like you're playing a high – you're playing more games or you're, you're now playing against tougher competition. You shouldn't expect to, it to get better, but you can maybe now look for different ways to prevent them from happening, consistently happening. So hopefully the Bears obviously have a game plan set for a Jalen Johnson. So we don't see the same thing happen throughout his start of his career, like an Anthony Miller, even though we all know Anthony Miller could be a very good player, just injuries have kind of slowed him down a bit. But remember what I said uh, earlier, um, Will, with Jalen Johnson. He said the guy that he's looking forward most to covering in the NFL is a Devontae Adams. He was on NFL Total Access, uh, I think, like three days ago. And he was asked, who are you looking forward to most to guard? He's like, Devontae Adams. I love how he runs routes, how he's able to get open, just be a guy that it would be a challenge. But he's like you tweeted back responding like he's confident he's up for the challenge. And you want that out of your, your second cornerback, because we know Kyle Fuller's always up for the challenge. You get a guy like a rookie, may, having to guard uh, Devontae Adams one-on-one, maybe don't like that matchup, but the guy's up for it. And that's what you want to see from these guys. And obviously he's talking the talk. You got to see him walk the walk come the season. But thought that was an inter- interesting quote from him just uh, watched it earlier today.
2: Absolutely. And what I really like about Johnson, too, uh, just getting back into some of my notes from my mock draft, and just wanted to present them here as well for those that may have missed it. He's just a very physical corner, especially at the line of scrimmage. And I think he's going to really fit in on this defense. He's someone that uh, is very aggressive. And Nick, I was telling you this on that episode, right? Where he's someone that he knows how to bait quarterbacks into making some throws. He's really, he keeps his eyes, maybe sometimes too much, on the thrower, on the passer. But these are some things that I can live with with Eddie Jackson. You know, being behind him. I would take a cornerback that likes to play aggressive, that likes to take chances, that likes to go and play, get after that football. Last year, 11 pass breakups, 6 uh, six interceptions? I think that maybe. it was go back to the notes. Yeah, 6 interceptions in the past two years with 11 pass breakups last year, just to make sure I'm clarified on that one as well. So he's someone who's Strong. He's tough. He can. He's sticky, which is a you know, that's a phrase that we heard John Fox say years ago. But it is a trait that you want to see in a cornerback. You want to see him be able to mirror and match receivers coming up in that press fashion. He doesn't give up a lot of ground in that regard as well. And I just love how he's not afraid to get up in the face of wide receivers uh, and is really fluid with his movements as well, and able to uh, stay with the receiver throughout you know all levels of their route tree. So he's someone who I think is. A uh, very solid football player that has a lot of upside as well. Finally,
0: a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at temperpedic.com.
2: Well, I think his NFL comparison uh, looking here is Vontae Davis, uh, which is a very interesting one, too. Now for you, Nick, I am curious, is there anything about I know you've mentioned a couple of concerns, but what about Johnson gets you excited? Is there anything that jumps out to you that makes you feel like you understand why they made this pick or it gets you excited about having Johnson being a part of this defense?
1: Yeah, I think it's just his ability to effectively jam receivers on the line of scrimmage and then just mirror them throughout the entirety of their route. You need that kind of guy that's not going to be just lose his man downfield as the route kind of develops, as the play kind of extends over time. Jalen Johnson's is a guy that will stick with his guy, and that's what you really, really like out of a guy like him. So I think – really, I think when you look at just all his tape at Utah, he was just a guy that really worked well with the other players around him because they have a bunch of players that are most likely going to be drafted uh, just within maybe the next couple of picks or down the road. So you could see him just working well with the guys that they do have in the secondary currently. So I think that's obviously upside. But I think just his ability to stick with receivers is just going to be such an asset – to this Bears defense because, look, Prince played, I think he played good football for his first season here, and then it kind of dipped off. It, it did. But now if you can get somebody that can just make a quarterback hang on to the football for a second longer, Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack, that could be devastating for opposing offenses. So I think looking at this Bears defense and you're an opposing offense, you – you're not liking your chances. You really no, but, aren't
2: because you're right. Go ahead. You just hit it. You just hit it, right? If you have Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack, and don't forget Akeem Hicks, breathing down on quarterbacks, you can't really look to Kyle Fuller too much. You already know that that's not going to lead to great results. If you have a guy like Jalen Johnson who excels in press, the, in the, by the time the quarterback has pressure on him, the receiver is not going to be able to get in and out of his break, not with Johnson. He's not going to be able to get any separation with a guy who can play press coverage like this. So he, there's not going to be many outlets for quarterbacks when the pressure is on with a guy like Jalen Johnson now on the opposite end of Uh, this defense opposite of Kyle Fuller. That's what gets me excited because quarterbacks, you know, in the past, they went to Fuller's way. And then over the last two seasons, they found out they can get more success throwing towards a Prince of Mukamara. And of course, last year, the pressure on quarterbacks wasn't to the rate that we wanted. That's why Robert Quinn's here. But now with that, getting back to that 2018 form, at least that's the hope with a guy like Johnson, that's going to just be another, you know, a guy just says, no, like there's like, you know, you shall not pass. You literally shall not pass when you're looking to my side. So, and then on top of that, what you look to the middle of the field. Yeah. Roquan Smith, you have Eddie Jackson. This gets scary, Nick. This really gets me excited.
1: Yeah, no, this is a, again, they made a a strength of theirs even stronger on the defensive side of the football. If you could, if you have an opportunity to do that in the draft, you take it and, like I said, Jalen Johnson, I think it's gonna—he's gonna be a great fit. I know Vic Fangio would have loved to have him, just a big, tall, physical corner. But Chuck Pagano is gonna, you know, really like this pick. Just what he's able to do. I, what I look just looking at 2019 stats, those 13 passes defended. Well, that—that that shows me that one. He's just around the football. He's maybe either just a second late, but he is there, disrupting the pass, not allowing the the receiver to make a play. But he's there. And maybe it's just like a quick little twitch that a second earlier. Maybe that's a pick. So he's around the football, like we've been talking about, can stay attached to receivers. You will take that. And he's a guy that can make an impact because you know he's going to get thrown at, targeted throughout the season. And if you have two quality guys at your cornerback spots and two premier edge rushers, that, like we've just been talking about, causes problems for offenses. You want to take away the quick slants. Jalen Johnson can do that. He's very good at that. You and if you could just tag that along the defense that they already have, you're looking or you're hoping it could be better than the twenty eighteen version, which is a very high standard. But I think the Bears, when you look at what they have, they're they're probably better. I think they
2: are. I really do I mean I mean what you had, you had Robertson, Burns and of course Tolliver, but you bring in a guy like this who's arguably first round talent, and I think without those shoulder concerns, he may have gone in that first round. I don't think it's arguably better. I think it is better, uh, of course. And uh, looking here, too, he had 65 passes thrown his way last year in Utah, and he allowed only catches on 29 of those, so less than 50% completion rate when targeted last year, uh, which, of course, is a big reason uh, why the Bears took him as well. And I talked about... Uh, he has those football smarts. He's very football savvy. I was looking here at a story where uh, he actually picked off uh, Jacob Eason, and he was mentioning in a post-game interview that uh, he was able to recognize the formation, and he knew what route was coming his way, and he was able to make that break in the ball because he was able to recognize that pre-snap. And to me, going back to my one of my very first points here with the 50th pick of uh, finding someone with those high football IQ, that's just a perfect illustra- illustration of what kind of football IQ Johnson has, and how that can even help him uh, elevate his game, and kind of help him tap into that already uh, natural aggressive nature.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So again, it's all it's gonna be all about health. I just want to read uh, what um, Dane Brugler kind of had for like he has a little summary, one sentence summary about every single player. This is what he wrote in his beast article. If you haven't read it good time now with all these picks still coming in said overall Johnson needs to be a better finisher and continue his instinctual development, but he has the athletic traits to ride receivers up and down the field. And his competitive mentality will be an immediate fit in a pro locker room projecting as an NFL starter, all the things we kind of been talking about will. And I think if, If um, Jalen Johnson can work on being just a better tackler, I think a lot of these corners, that's like the biggest knock on a lot of these. A lot of these secondary players, really, um, just kind of thinking about all the tape. It's, yeah, you could be a better tackler, but you're being paid big bucks to stop the receivers and make the tackle if they catch it right there. But, yeah, if Jalen Johnson can just do, just elevate what he's already good at and just keep expanding on that And Chuck Pagano's, you know, defense... Again, it's gonna be it's gonna look like a great pick, especially if he can stay on the field.
2: That's gonna be one of the bigger questions and concerns when it comes to Johnson. I believe that, of course, if the injury history, which always is a concern, but if he can get past that, uh, this should be a home run pick for Ryan Pace and the Chicago Bears. And you know, there's some other pros here with him about his confidence. He plays with extremely high confidence, and I love the combination of confidence, physicality, and aggressiveness. It's really Uh, a great combination to have out of your cornerback. And he's someone where, say he gets burned on one play, he doesn't get down on himself. He kind of, you know, he won't check out. He's someone who's always next snap mentality, you know, forgetting what happened and focusing on the next snap and seeing what you can do out of that one. So for me, he is someone who I, of course, had in my mock draft that pick 50. Uh, Do you have any other things on him that you wanted to mention? Uh, Do you have uh, potentially, how about uh, best case, worst case?
1: Let me before we get to the best case, worst case. I just kind of just a little bit more background on uh, Jalen Johnson here. Uh, Both his parents, uh, they did go to Fresno State, and then also his brother, cornerback, Fresno State. Father was a cornerback at Fresno State. It would be really interesting to ask him. Well, maybe he didn't get offers to go to Fresno State, but it seems like there's a long family lineage of going to Fresno State either you know playing there or just attending the the university but interesting there um worst case best case obviously best case scenario he is just a lockdown shutdown corner that you can rely on especially on those maybe third down situations where you know the offense needs to get a big, a big play to maybe just extend the drive or wherever they're at you can count on Jalen Johnson to be there to one lock up a receiver like a Devontae Adams or whoever it may be on the outside. And then worst case you see those injuries pop up. Well, if this is a case where he is not able to stay on the field, you are now having to go to relying on a Kevin Tolliver, a Trey Roberson or already burned. So we see the immediate drop off. Obviously those guys or uh, Kevin Tolliver's had some reps in the NFL and so has Artie Burns being a former first round draft pick, but they're unproven guys. That's why they're that's why the Bears made this pick to go get Jalen Johnson, because they weren't comfortable with what they originally had. So worst case scenario though, those injuries rear their ugly head. He's not able to stay on the field. And now you're kind of waiting to see if Jalen Johnson will ever be consistent, be someone that you can rely on what's the exact opposite of the best case scenario. So that's what I would think would be best case, worst case scenario for Jalen Johnson.
2: I like it. I like it a lot. I uh, just saw from our uh, draft guy, Steven Letizia, another really interesting stat that uh, Johnson only gave up four receptions over 10 yards all season on 31 targets. So you ain't going to pass deep on him. And that, of course, if you can do, if you get someone like that, where you don't have to worry too much about, you know, deep threats or guys taking off on his side. I mean, that just makes Eddie Jackson's life easier. And once you make other guys' life and jobs a little bit more simpler, I mean, that just allows everyone just to be a little bit more focused, be a little bit more not relaxed in a bad way, but relaxed in a good way. And the trust factor, I think, would be there, which should loom large uh, for this Bears defense as well. So at the end of the day, Nick, I think the Bears offense, I mean, it got better, even though it's a tight end where it was a reach but it seems like we're pretty excited uh, as long as Johnson can stay healthy that uh, this could be a long term answer at the cornerback position for the Bears
1: yeah absolutely Um, defense no doubt got better offense got better both the picks make both sides of the football better We were just looking for a little bit more at 43. And we don't know with Ryan Pace. There could be someone still left on this board when we probably go offline and we're going to see something. We'll be immediately up here again. But like you said, the Bears got better on both sides of the football. That's what you kind of wanted to see with these picks. Maybe it wasn't to the extent that we were looking for. A lot of fans were, especially with the first pick with Cole Komet. But they got better. You will take that going into the 2020 season because we know this team is still competitive they just needed their offense to really substantially get better but just be just be average and they'll be a better football team so i think that Colt Komet it helps it helps to get to that at least average area where you're hoping the bears can at least that could be like their floor just average but you're hoping for more obviously
2: for sure. Now I know we gave C and C minus for our first pick of the draft. Now when we're grading here at pick fifty, uh I think it would be fair to keep in mind an opportunity of a trade down, but I wouldn't say we should be too harsh because we don't know what if or any offers did come the bear's way, even though everyone here was hoping, expecting, and just kind of praying for a trade back to recoup some picks. But Obviously, the Bears didn't go that route. I think you should put that one in there somewhere, but don't let it be the end all, be all. So I want you to go first. Obviously, I'm going to have a high grade because I had him going at pick 43 in my last mock draft, and I know you have some concerns. So I'm curious where you would kind of peg this.
1: Yeah, like Jalen Johnson's a very good football player. I just, you know, hoping I'm just hoping that he can stay healthy, and that just the the history and the injury of histories are there. But when you look at the tape, great player. So. I'm going to give it a B, a solid B for the pick. I think it's an immediate upgrade of what they currently have, bunch of unproven cornerbacks. You have Jalen Johnson, who proved that he could be a guy, and he's he's been doing it consistently. He's not like a Colcomet that had one season. He's actually been doing it for the past couple of seasons, just being able to get his hand on the football, getting interceptions, being a playmaker for, for Utah. So a B I think is a good grade for, for what he definitely brings and I hope that he even exceeds that. Just my biggest concern and it's still valid, I think. Can he stay healthy with all those those shoulder injuries that he sustained already throughout his career? But he's a great football player. I'll give him a B. I think
2: a B coming from you. It's pretty high, and it makes a lot of sense for me. I mean, Nick, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be an A. I had him going at 43. You and I already agreed that if they are going to go secondary in round two, you better go cornerback and then find your safety later on. So they're following that pattern that we already laid out. Johnson was a guy, again, some other guys did fall that would have been interesting as well. But Johnson was the guy that I targeted. I just love the physicality. I love that he's a press guy because, again, you don't need two Kyle Fullers. You need Kyle Fuller and someone else that... He uh, excels in a different facet of his game to keep offenses, A, on their toes. And, of course, on each side of the field, you're going to be able to lock down opponents in just some you know, different circumstances, which to me uh, is going to be a big benefit as well. But he's smart. He's athletic. Uh, he's physical. He's aggressive. He's confident. These are all things that you want in a corner. And, of course, he's someone, too, at his time at Utah, he got better every year. And so you look at that trajectory, and you like the upside, and you like where his where his trend is going. The arrow for Johnson has been pointing up. And as long as it continues that way, he should turn into a real fine cornerback here. And for me, I mean, really, that's best-case scenario because Roberson was probably not going to be a long-term answer. Tolliver, probably not as well. And Artie Burns, obviously, already flamed out in Pittsburgh of course, that doesn't, he was a first-round talent as well. Don't know how he can turn around his career. It's always possible. But when you bring in a guy that can be a long-term answer at a position where Kyle Fuller is a veteran, of course, he has a decent shelf life left, this just really makes it a non-issue for a while. We don't have to worry about cornerback. We can focus elsewhere. This defense is relatively set for the most part. We'll see how they kind of can continue to beef it up if they have more plans for that. But no, Nick. This has to be. I mean, for me, it's an A. And of course, for me to, like I said, the last time I had a pick right it was Roquan Smith, and I think we're all very glad that he's on this team as well.
1: Yeah, you've been uh, you've been on a roll, Will, and I, we were talking about the Roquan Smith pick. I'm like, ah, Will got it right. Feeling a little envious towards you again because you got another pick right. But it's a good football player, so I can't complain with who you've been projecting, because like Roquan Smith, like you said, no one's going to complain about him and what he can do for the Bears' defense. Another defensive pick with Jalen Johnson. Maybe I just get offensive guys. I only got David Montgomery, and we'll you see. Got the, you got the see. position right in 2017. Yeah, you, you got the position and, right. And actually, I'll say this. You had the right quarterback. The Bears got the wrong one. They should have just listened. I, uh, Jonathan Gernard Or no, not Jonathan Gernard, um, But Bullard. I think I had in one of them way back, but that didn't that's a throwback. That is a throwback. But yeah, they, they got better. That's what you asked for. Hopefully, uh, I guess we'll see if we come back on later today. I, what do you think it will? You think we're going to be back on a little bit later?
2: I think it's rum and coke time after this podcast. <laughs> and if, if God forbid I have to come on after one or those, fine. But we're going to be sitting here at the desks just in case the Bears trade in to... I'm not going to say the second round because I highly doubt they're going to trade into the back end of this. I highly doubt they're going to trade into the third round as well, but... I'm not going to say anything's impossible, and we like to be prepared. We like to be on hand here uh, just in case because, of course, every time the Bears do go live, we hop on our stream as well. And, of course, if you're listening to the podcast after the fact, this is literally an initial reaction because we were here from the Bears going on to pick or going on the clock at pick 43 all the way through the 50th pick. So this was a fun hour or so. I don't even know how long it's been, but it feels like an hour, and I feel like my time of podcasts are usually pretty good. Uh, just want to let everyone know before we kind of sign off, Nick, of course, we're only 30 reviews away on Apple Podcasts for giving away a free Chicago Bears jersey, because every time we reach a century mark, we go, we pick a random listener, and we get to send them a free Chicago Bears jersey. The last one is the Cleo Mac one, and what I love is we allow you, if you get, if you ended up being selected, you get to choose your jersey, you get to choose the size. It's nothing that I have on hand here. We purchased it for for you, straight from the Chicago Bears store. And it's just our way of showing our appreciation for you. A, being a fan of our podcast, B, taking the time to listen to us talk Chicago Bears football. Because honestly, we wouldn't be, we'd just be two guys behind a microphone if it were not for you. So if you haven't yet, I don't care if you're listening here on Facebook, Periscope. If you're on uh, YouTube as well or the podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Only 30 away, and as soon as we reach uh, that would be number 600, we will send out another free Chicago Bears jersey. Of course, that is our goal, and we love if you can help us achieve our goal so we can a quit yapping about it and move on to some more important things, and b it would be just great. It's always great to reach goals, right?
1: Yeah, always great to reach goals, always great to set more goals as we continue breaking the old ones that we set. So, um, yeah, it's always great, and hopefully we can break another one here soon.
2: Absolutely, Nick. Any final
1: thoughts before we head
2: off? Cole Komet is a Chicago Bear. Jalen Johnson is a Chicago Bear.
1: Any last words of wisdom before we sign off? Um, I mean, look, the Bears got better, and I can't be too harsh on them for that uh we'll see what happens with these later on draft picks this is where Ryan Pace can really get creative this is where he actually has a hit rate where it's later in the draft where he can kind of maybe find a steal later on so I'm looking forward to seeing what Ryan Pace this Bears staff can do but the Bears got better now we'll go into deep diving into these picks see what we can find and hopefully have more content later on
2: Absolutely. Nick, I want to thank you, of course, for being available here to hop on here live. I know if the Bears do not trade in tonight and we go tomorrow, we're going to have uh, Steve Letizia, our draft guy, joining us for some of these picks. Uh, Perhaps Will Ingles as well. It may be a full house. We'll see exactly how this all shakes out. Um, But I'm always excited. Draft weekend, of course, is one of my favorite times. I'm sure you as well. Times of the year. So until the next time the Bears are on the clock, it could be five minutes from now. It could be tomorrow. No matter when it is, we'll be here to talk about who the Bears are selecting and, of course, to tell you a little bit more about the newest Chicago Bears. So I hope you appreciated this episode. We'll be back soon. But until next time, Bear Down Chicago.